The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Coming up on Sunday at Van Andel Arena will be Toby Mack. Hits Deep Tour with Crowder. Tickets available now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th, the Winery Dogs will be live inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 14th and 15th, Paw Patrol Live for the kids inside DeVos Performance Hall. I'll be there with Superfly Hayes. Get your tickets now for Paw Patrol Live. March 14th and 15th in downtown Grand Rapids, inside DeVos Performance Hall. I hope they let me introduce Paul, because I love him or her. Ticketmaster.com is where you get your tickets. March 16th, Kane Brown, the Drunken Dreaming Tour, with special guests Dustin Lynch and Low Cash. That's at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at AXS.com. March 18th, Cat Williams, 2023 and Me Tour at Van Andel Arena in GR. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 24th through the 26th, Monster Jam. It's the Triple Threat Series at Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And March 28th, the price is right live. I'm hoping they pick me. I want to spin the wheel. Well, hold on, that's Wheel of Fortune. Price is right live. I can still spin that big wheel. On March 28th at DeVos Performance Hall in GR. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Also this weekend at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. The West Michigan Home and Garden Show runs now through Sunday. Gimme Shelter Showdown, an amateur boxing event, is coming up on Sunday at DeVos Place. And the Ultimate Sports Show is next week, March 9th through the 12th at DeVos Place in downtown GR. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a Friday statewide broadcast, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, you can listen to our free online stream weekdays at 3 on our website. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live anywhere in the world where you get mobile service on the iHeart app. Just search The Huge Show. Inside this hour, more conversation when it comes to to Michigan football, the Lions, the Combine, and basketball this weekend. Remember, you can always join in with your huge opinions live statewide on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction Presented by the Grand Rapids Gold, Denver Nuggets G League team. Three home games remain inside Van Andel Arena. You can get your tickets at the Van Andel Arena box office 
or at Ticketmaster.com and follow The Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I also want to remind everybody, next week I'll be downtown NGR, the boss place, the Vosh place. I'll be at the Vosh place. You'll be at the Vosh place? Yeah, the Vosh place. Uh, the outdoor show uh, is back, and I'll be broadcasting live next week. Check it out. Downtown GR DeVos Place, the annual outdoor show, one of the best in Michigan. Let's go talk about the combine down in Indy. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, a Lions NFL columnist, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can watch and listen to on YouTube. He's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. How you doing, Rizzy? It is good to be with you live from uh, Indianapolis, where uh, we're watching a bunch of guys running around in their and they're form-fitting athletic wear doing weird things. You know, the, the one thing I've looked at really the last probably 20 years when I see the Combine, if you would try and fit me in one of those outfits, it would be like we're filming a Chris Farley Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> yeah, there's some dudes that, uh, that don't exactly fit in it too well, mm. and I would be one of those as well. And they, they, the fun thing is they do actually sell that stuff now, and there's, there's mm. a surprising amount of people who buy that stuff, and they... They're not NFL athletes. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you're, yeah, well, when I bought that stuff, I had a 32 waist, and I think it was uh, ninth grade. So uh, let's move on. For the Lions fans listening right now, uh, this weekend coming up down in India at the Combine, from Friday night when all the events really get going, you get all the throwing, you get the catching, you get the drills, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, what, what should a focal point be, or focal points, plural, for a Lions fan listening right now? You know, one of the things that the first thing I want you should probably look for is um, athletically that they're very, very good. Um, and, and, relation, and it's not just like being super fast, but it's being fast in relation to your weight and being agile in relation to your length and things like that. Uh, I'll use Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech as an example. Defensive end, he's six foot six. He's three hundred and some odd pounds. I don't know the weight right in front of me. Got over thirty six inch arms. Well, he's not going to run as fast as a wide receiver or a tight end. Although he might catch a couple tight ends in this class, but you just want to see proportionality for it. Like if he's moving, um, there's a guy that on Thursday, um, uh, the the uh, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, Elijah Cansey, six foot one, two hundred eighty pounds. He's getting compared to Aaron Donald all over the place. He actually ran faster than Aaron Donald in the in the forty yard dash, so those comparisons are everywhere. Like the, those are the things you want to see is like the exceptional athleticism, and then you just want to see guys that that have been noted for being competitive. Uh, that's something that both Brad Campbell or uh, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell talked about in their their press conferences was they want dudes that live, breathe, you know, worship football. That's their life. That's what they want. Uh, guys that are you know getting in trouble on the outside, guys that choose to, to not compete um, are probably not going to be guys that, that they're going to be fond of. So, Jeff, from your connection and following the Lions uh, before Holmes and Campbell came aboard, but since they've been there, to what you've seen in person, who you've talked to, uh, who is in Indy for the Combine, who are some perfect fits for the Lions at pick 6 and 18 and even beyond deep into the draft? Yeah, you're going to want to watch the defensive backs very carefully this weekend. That's that's going to be a big one. Uh, you're going to want to watch uh, specifically Christian Gonzalez from, from Oregon as a cornerback, Devon Witherspoon from Illinois, Joey Porter Jr. from 
from Penn State. Um, a guy like Deontay Banks out of Maryland is a guy that, that's probably going to get some buzz uh, as, as this weekend goes along, um, and he would be more of the number 18 pick. Yeah, the, the, those are certainly it. Brian Branch from Alabama is a guy that, that the Lions have shown some interest in, uh, and I believe they've met with all those guys through this point. Well, I'm not sure on that, but don't hold me to that, but I know they're they're certainly looking to do that. Uh, look at some offensive guards and those, the offensive linemen. You want to find guys that if you're watching the, the drills at home and they work out, uh, I believe they're on Sunday. You want to watch them run and how well they move in, in like the three cone drill where they go back, forth, and back. And when they're on the field, you want to see like, does it look like they're slipping? Are there is their footwork sloppy? Are they taking extra steps? Things like that. Those are what those are things that the Lions are looking for. Uh, I don't think they're looking for an offensive lineman early, but you know, guys that are you know going to be in that day two, day three range, better be watching those guys. A guy like Steve Avila out of TCU, um, who Michigan fans probably know pretty well because he was probably the only TCU player that played well against. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's uh, that, that, that's the kind of that's the kind of guy that you want to be looking for. His name is Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com. You can follow the Lions Wire on Facebook and Twitter at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N. Also on Twitter, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can listen and watch on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions uh, podcast. Uh, who are some sleepers out there that you've seen uh, at the Combine, that you've talked to your people down there in Indy, that you think are just perfect fits for the Lions. And that, it could be late first round with that pick 18. It could be second. It could be deeper in the draft. Who are who who, who are some of the names on that list? Yeah, I, I brought up Deontay Banks, the cornerback out of Maryland. That's a guy that, that Lions fans need to know. This guy can really play. He's super competitive. He's incredibly athletic, uh, has some ball skills, has some dog in him, and that's that's a, that's an endearing trait. <laughs> to both Brad, Brad Holmes and Dave Campbell, uh, you know he's one. Uh, if you want to look a little bit deeper, there, there's a couple of defensive linemen. Um, and this one's real deep. This is Cameron Young as the nose tackle from Mississippi State. Uh, Deontay Coburn from Texas is a guy, really impressive athlete. Uh, he is your nose tackle. He can play next to Ali McNeil. He can play behind Ali McNeil. Uh, and you're looking at probably a third or a fourth round pick for that guy. Uh, th- th- those are those are some names that we're looking at. Uh, you look at the running back group that doesn't feel like the Lions are looking very early in the draft for one, uh, and it sure sounds like Jamal Williams will be back. Um, in fact, that could be done by the end of the weekend. We don't even there, there's uh, Campbell or I'm sorry Holmes mentioned that they're working on getting a contract done with him before free agency starts. Uh, we all expect that to happen. Every, every person that's down here with Lions media credentials expects Jamal Williams to be back. So uh, they're looking for like a number three guy that can eventually be a number two and, and possibly be a number one at some point. There's there's a ton of running backs in this one. Uh, everybody wants Bajon Robinson from Texas. I'm going to tell you his backup, Roshan Johnson, is a guy that you want in the third or fourth round as a power back replacement, eventual backup type guy for Jamal Williams. He's good. It's a great year to need running backs. And uh, so I, I do think that the Lions will, will dip into that later. But uh, if, you, if you want Deshaun Robinson, you're probably going to be disappointed. You know, because I'm looking at the Lions at 6 and 18, and the Jalen Carter news yesterday seemed like he was going to drop uh, deep into the first round. But now, since he handled it quickly, all the mock drafts aren't dropping him as much. Uh, they're waiting, I think, on what the full story uh, will be. 
So he won't be there at six. He could be. And that would be interesting if you're the Lions, what you do there. Also, with this QB rush that's out there right now, the Lions could be in a position at six to trade down a couple of spots, still get a corner they wanted, but maybe a team like Carolina all of a sudden jumps in and swaps nine for six, and the Lions get additional picks. Yeah, and, and that's that's a very realistic possibility. On Jalen Carter, we're not sure what to make of it just yet. We, I'll say this. The timing on what happens for him in the judicial process is critically important. He needs to get it resolved before the draft starts. Because if the draft starts and he, it's still out there that he could potentially go to jail for a couple of years, and it's a, it's a minimum two-year sentence for the misdemeanors that he's uh, alleged to have committed, um, if that's still out there and, and not resolved, you want to be Brad Holmes and take a guy at six overall that's going to miss the first two seasons because he's in no. prison because he was indirectly involved with killing two people. Uh, that that can't happen. So if 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 that is if that court case is still going on in, in Athens, Georgia, he's not getting drafted. Period. Now, if it is done and it gets resolved and he you know pleads down, um, explains his story well, sells it well. Then he's still probably in play at six, but I—I'll be—I'll be honest with you. The sniff test is going to be difficult, uh, and, and I went through this in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. Like there, there, there were a lot of people that were repelled by it. Yeah, Carter, you know, again, he's going to have to sell it really well to get to get drafted I, in the in the top six, and it wouldn't shock me if he fell to the Lions and and they they passed on him because of it, uh, just just out of of. I don't want to say decency, but out of respect for what happened and what they just, they just don't need that sort of distraction. Uh, and you better believe it's a distraction. It's all anybody can still talk about down here. It's been 36 hours since it happened. So uh, uh, I'm you're going to see him all over the place in mock drafts. And we, I was talking to people last night and, and today, and it's nobody knows what to do with him yet. And again, it, it's going to be the timing that's critical. Uh, and that opens up a spot for a quarterback. Like uh, uh, so, Anthony Richardson is the big one from Florida. I don't even think the Lions are going to get a chance to pass on him at six. I think he's going to be gone by then, uh, with the buzz that he's getting, and he's going to throw, and it's going to be beautiful because he has a wonderful arm. He's a great athlete. He's going to do very well when he when he shows up and, and throws here. And uh, there's just only so many quarterbacks that can go around for the teams that need them. And look, Houston's taking one. They've already said they're taking one. Um, they're probably going to take Bryce Young. I, 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 if you could bet on that uh, on, on, on the DraftKings app, you might want to do that. Put a little money on that one. Uh, there's uh, you know CJ Stroud, uh, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. That, that's your four. You got you know Carolina needs a quarterback. Seattle might need a quarterback. Baltimore might need a quarterback. Who knows what's going on with them? There, there's not that many teams that that there are not that many quarterbacks for as many teams that need it. So yeah, six could be very attractive to a team that's trying to trade up and get into the quarterback wars. Jeff Risden for the LionsWire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can watch and listen to on YouTube. Check it in from the NFL Combine down in Indy. Yeah, quarterbacks always seem to shine because they throw and you see how strong their arms are. And that's a good thing for the Lions at number six. But Carter, if he does fall out of that, that kind of hurts them in terms of Carter would have been taken by somebody, which even increased the value of that six-pick more and I agree with you. I don't think the Lions, and the one thing I've heard from Holmes on the NFL Network, uh, Campbell, uh, culture, uh, and how you fit in, and the type of person you are, 
uh, is number one on their list. Yeah, obviously you need talent to play in the NFL and play for the Lions, but they're not going to rock the boat on a culture that still is a work in progress. They're not going to do it. 100 percent. They made that very clear. Both of them did when they talked to us. Uh, that was, was sometime this week. I can't even keep track of what day it is right now. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be important. And, and think about that when you when you're looking at the free agent market because free agency is coming up in a couple weeks. It's before the draft. This is where free agency starts. Uh, the, the legal tampering period is in a couple weeks. The illegal tampering period is going on everywhere. Uh, I, you, you cannot walk past a restaurant or a, a Starbucks or anything and not see an agent talking to a GM or a coach, you know, angling for their player, making some some behind the scenes negotiations. That that's one of the big things that actually happens at the combine. That's uh, I, I don't expect them to make a big splash in part because that's. That goes against the culture that they're building. You know, they're trying to build it, you know, from the ground up, and I think they're going to add some pieces. But if you're expecting them to add major pieces like top shelf free agents, I don't think they're going to do it. And they kind of said that they're not going to do it. So uh, they're they're going to keep being the the team that will spend on a guy like DJ Chark or Jamal Williams instead of you know going out and getting Saquon Barkley or you know some top flight wide receiver. That's just not where they're at as a team yet. And I, I think they're going to keep doing that. We talked about that a couple weeks ago last time we were in studio together, Jeff, and I agree. I, there is something special off that 8-2 and two finish. You're still not there yet, but you know they may not, and it's what the Lions view themselves as privately behind closed doors. Hey, if we're a playoff team this year but not an NFC contender, then let's re-sign DJ and Jamal. Let's keep this culture going. Let's see if we can take this to 11-6, and 12-5. and five. Uh, compete for the NFC North title, get to the playoffs, and then you start looking at uh, bigger pieces. I know there's been some of the mocks out there in terms of mock free agent pickups of like a Josh Jacobs, which would be nice, or the Jalen Ramsey story out there. But, man, you're going to eat up a lot of money and a lot of your future if you would sign those two guys. Uh, I, I would. I don't want to say that they absolutely won't do the Jalen Ramsey thing, but when you hear the number that's being talked about that he wants for his salary, he ain't coming to Detroit. Uh, not not with the amount of guaranteed money that he would want for a 28 year old cornerback who would be, by the way, forcing his way off of a second team in three years. Uh, that's not the greatest fit. So uh, I. I, I Look, he's a great player. Would he make the Lions better? Heck yeah, he would. But there's a cost to it. It's a very real cost, and they're aware of it. So i i would I would cool the Jets on pushing for for uh, Jalen Ramsey. And like you just said, they know where they have a very good idea of where they're at. And I don't think that they think they're that caliber of a team yet. But they can get there with with continuing to build with what they've got. And and you know, continue to have their their coaching staff, which is phenomenal at developing talent. Keep doing their thing, and they can sustain it. One of the things that Brad Holmes said was the biggest goal in free agency is to not get worse, to not hurt the team more than help the team. That's that's a strategy that tells me you are going to be very conservative. You're not going to make a big, risky type of move, which includes trading for Jalen Ramsey or signing you know, a, a top-flight guy. It just seems very out of character for what they're trying to do. What about Bobby Wagner as a leader on that defense? Uh, you know, he, he has a... NFL potential Hall of Fame resume. Uh, your thoughts on the backside of his career? Is he could he be like a Pudge Rodriguez? What Pudge meant to the Tigers when they began their turnaround? 
Yeah, now he's he's a good example of the kind of guy that they would go after because you're looking at a one or a two year deal from a guy who's still got it, uh, like like Pudge when he got to Detroit. Like this is a guy he's he's not in his prime anymore, but he's not far from it, and he offers the rest of the team so much. Uh, this is a team that remember they, the only guy who was over thirty last year was Michael Brockers. He's gone. They do need some veteran influence. Uh, it, it, Feels like and sounds like from from the conversations I've had, they're aware of that. So Bobby Wagner would would be a guy that I would definitely watch for. And by the way, he can still play. He's he would still walk into Detroit to be the best linebacker on the team. And uh, they're not as bad at linebacker as I think a lot of people think they are, but they can certainly get better. And he would definitely make them better. Jeff Risden uh, makes us better when we talk about the Lions in the NFL. I'm reading exactly what he asked us to read uh, via that Twitter direct message. Uh, thank you, my man. Enjoy the combine. Always a good weekend down there, and it's great talking positive about the Lions during this offseason. Can't wait. I'll see the I'll yep. see the combine this weekend, Jeff. And thanks so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Oh, yeah, Jeff Risden uh, from thelionswire.com. dot com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter, and also Jeff Risden, J F F R I S D O N. And the Detroit Lions podcast is pretty cool. Their latest one is up uh, about the combine. Uh, just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. But light huge question of the day: Michigan State, Michigan team MVPs and hoops this year. Answer that question on the Mercantile Bank listener line one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge. From Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. The Winery Dogs, live in concert Monday, March 13th at 7.30 p.m., live on stage at the Voss Performance Hall. Back in full force, don't miss the vibrant powerhouse trio, the Winery Dogs, with their fresh hooks, gut bucket grooves, and bold harmonies. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, March 13th at DeVos Performance Hall. For tour info, check out thewinerydogs.com. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Are you ready for a fun and exciting challenge? Well, you can join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the second annual Be Brave Puzzle event on March 11th. Gather your team of four and compete to be named the Puzzle Master. Teams will have two hours to complete a 500-piece puzzle, so bring your problem-solving skills to the table. This exciting event raises funds for breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. Learn more at VAI.org. 
Life as a grown-up, not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question, does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who serve with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop, not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. go have another conversation about the Lions offseason. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions NFL blogger, columnist, insider. He's standing by in the Meyer guest sign. And Jeremy, what excites you the most about this offseason connected to the Lions? Not necessarily what they've done, but what you think they will do. Well, I mean, I think probably the easy answer is just the two first round picks, right? Um, it's another opportunity to add young talent to a team that's kind of full of a lot of young talent um you don't really get uh, a ton of opportunities like this especially when you get you luck out and have the sixth overall pick courtesy of a, a rams team that collapsed last year so um you know this is a team that obviously still is devoid of talent especially specifically on the defensive side of the ball so you have a, an opportunity not to only get two defensive starters right off the bat but uh, one potential really really good one and then one solid contributor there so um, I think the Lions are in a really good position, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to, to really see a drastic improvement. And considering how that team finished with an eight and two start or eight and two finish to the to the season, uh, I think you're you're looking at a team that could really hit the ground running if they if they hit on those two picks. What will be the most surprising thing that happens this offseason, whether it's free agency, the draft, uh, a change? system what do you think for the Lions by the time they get to that season opener what will be the biggest move of the offseason if we're talking surprise I think it would be a surprise if they use one of those first two picks on a quarterback um, I, I know a lot of people are mocking that to them I know um, Jared Goff has, has got two remaining years on his deal and, and is either seeking will we'll eventually seek a, a, a big deal that maybe some people don't think he's worth investing in Um or, or, you know, maybe he's at a, he'll end his contract there. And so looking down the stretch, like, you, I don't know if the Lions are going to have an opportunity to draft a, a quarterback um, like they do this year. But at the same time, everything that we've heard from this organization has been in, in kind of unequivocal support of Jared Goff, um, the way he played down the stretch. I mean, if you look at some advanced statistics, the Lions arguably had the best passing offense in the league from week nine and beyond. And that's including guys like, um, you know, Kansas city and, and, and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. above all those teams, the lines were one of the most efficient, if not the most efficient passing offense in the second half of the season. So with all that being said, if, if the lions have a new, I mean, even if the lions draft a quarterback, I, I think Jared Goff probably starts in week one. Um, but it would be, it would be a massive surprise to me at this point. If the lions end up drafting one with that six or 18 pick. Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. What would be the perfect offseason for the Lions? If you combine getting these guys in free agency or re-signing current Lions, drafting, let's say, top two picks, these players, uh, what would be that perfect offseason? 
Yeah, I think it starts with locking up some of your own. I think I think Jamal Williams is, is probably at the top of that list. You want to make sure um, your your red zone running game is is still as efficient as it was. I mean, all the touchdowns he scored, obviously leading the league in rushing touchdowns, um, makes a huge difference. Um, we, we're kind of accustomed to seeing this Lions team kick field goals in the red zone over scoring touchdowns. Last year was a different swing, and and that's it makes a huge difference. So I think locking uh, a guy like him up is, is huge. Um, you know, there, there are a bunch of other guys that, that you, they'll have to look into. Um, I, I think uh, on the defensive side, someone like John Kaminsky is going to be important to make sure that defensive line has a, a deep rotation. He was a guy that, that produced a lot of kind of underrated work on the defensive line. Um, but, but I think they also have to make a splash in free agency. I, I, like if, if, if we're talking ideal scenario, I think they need to go out and add like a true playmaker. While I think the lines are going to spend a ton of draft resources on their defense, it'd be nice to get a guy that can contribute right away. You know, the, you, if you're relying on a bunch of rookies uh, in that first year to make a big impact on your starting, on your starting lineup, um, you're, you're usually going to be left disappointed. It takes a while for them to get acclimated. If the lines can add, and listen, I'm, I'm one of the advocates of a Jalen Ramsey trade. I really am. I, I think if the lines can, can get out of it with maybe a, a second round pick or maybe a second round and, and some picks into the future, I think that's a good deal because that, I mean, it's a huge position of need at corner. It's a guy who can come in and, and immediately lock down one side of the field. Um, and and it, it's a guy who brings a little attitude to the team, um, which I think the Lions could honestly use a little bit. Um, so I think in free agency, it's re-signing a bunch of your players. It's adding one splash player, whether it's, you know, I know Jalen Ramsey's not technically a free agent. They'd have to trade for him. But um, landing a guy of his caliber, I think, would be huge. And then you go into the draft, and, and your options are a little bit more wide open if you want to go offense, if you want to get your starting right guard of the future in the draft with someone like Osiris Torrance, that, that opens up if you, if you land a big defensive prospect. But I think you also want to pair, like if you got a Jalen Ramsey, I think you want to pair him with a young player because the Lions don't appear to necessarily have a developmental young cornerback on the roster. I know a lot of people like Jerry Jacobs. I think he has a limited ceiling. I know you, a lot of people don't want to give up on Jeff Okuda and, and maybe they don't either, but um, he's entering the final year of his rookie deal. You have to kind of um, make a decision on him, and he hasn't really blossomed into the guy I think most people thought they were. So I'd love to see them go out and get a first-round corner as well. Um, but, yeah, I think over you know you do that, you, you, you get at least one major player in free agency, you, you bring a bunch of guys back, and then you hit maybe both sides of the ball in the first round of the, the NFL draft coming up. And I think they're in a pretty good position to, to pick up where they left off. If they get Jalen Ramsey and he could take away half the field and they use one of those first-round picks, 6 or 18, on another corner, uh, they're set up. And I, I even go a step further from what I read at CBSSports.com that Josh Jacobs, could you imagine him joining the Lions as a running back? Some will say, okay, you don't need to spend that money. But, man, if I look at NFL Pro Bowlers and you see Ramsey and Jacobs on this team, with what the Lions have that helped them finish 8-2, and two, those are building blocks along with other free agent needs on defense and also uh, through the draft and the O-line. But those are the type of moves that, that really would make the Lions instant NFC, not just NFC North contenders, but NFC contenders. Yeah, no question. I mean, it, and it's interesting because it, while they were so good down the stretch, especially on offense, um, the one thing that kind of tailed behind was the running game. And so I do think running back is, is a need 
Um, if not this year, then the next year. Um, obviously, we have to wait and see what they're going to do with Jamal Williams, but I don't think they can rely on DeAndre Swift long-term. And so to bring in maybe a more reliable back, like Josh Jacobs makes sense now, running back is a position that you don't really want to break the bank on. Um, you know, Time and time again, it's proven that um, a second contract for a running back, especially a big one, turns out to, to not be worth it for most teams. But if you can get Josh Jacobs on a reasonable deal, and, and these days most teams aren't, on, you know, unloading the vault for, for some running backs, I, I wouldn't be fully against that. Um, it's, it's a little bit more of a risky move just because free agent running backs tend not to work out as well as, as maybe drafting one. But at the same time, um, I, I do think that's a position of need, and I do like Josh Jacobs uh, personally as, as, a, as a player. The question is, if you're in that room, and Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit Talk Alliance offseason with me on the Meyer guest line, if you're Holmes, if you're Sheila Hamp, if you're everybody uh, on that executive floor along with the coaching staff, scouting department, and you're having that meeting, which I think they already have postseason, like where are we? Well, what's realistic where this team could go in the fall? I think everything we talk about as fans, as a radio host, as you as a writer, uh, you, we always reach for the top. I think they've taken a realistic approach on what they need to do, who they need to get, and where they're at. So I do wonder, and I want your thoughts on this, Jeremy. When the Lions look at their 8-2 and two finish, when they look at what they have, who they can resign, the money available, they look at their uh, draft picks, where do you think they think they are behind closed doors in Allen Park? It's, it's a really fascinating question to ask because – you, you never know for sure. Um, the one thing I, I will say is, is that Brad Holmes, the general manager, has said several times, like, we're going to build this the right way and, and the hard way. And I think if you read between the lines there, he's saying the slow way, right? He's, he's, we're not going to take any shortcuts. We're going to build this through the draft. We're, we're going to build a young roster. We're going we're gonna to take some hits early, but it's going to be worth in the long run, in the long run because we're going to have this big window instead of a short window. Um, that being said, Bob Quinn, or Brad Holmes showed up to the, the NFL Combine wearing a villain hoodie. It's a villain across the front. And that, I, you know, you never want to read too much into it. And he talked a little bit about it on NFL Network. To me, that, that shows, like, they're ready to take a next step. They're ready to believe that this team that finished the year eight and two is, is more emblematic of, of where they are as a franchise. They want to be the villains of the league. They want teams to fear them. They, they don't want to be the kind of this lovable team. that's like, Oh, isn't Dan Campbell cute and all that sort of stuff. They want to be mean. They want to be physical. And I think they think they can start being the bad boys of this league starting next year. And, and so, you know, Am I talking Super Bowl? Are they talking Super Bowl inside of the building? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I, I think Lions fans uh, might get there a little quicker than they are. But I don't think this is a team that thinks they're still two, three years away. I think this is a team that thinks they can absolutely win the division this year and, and maybe even make a, a deep run in the playoffs. And, and again, I don't want to push Super Bowl on anyone, but um, I, I think I think they're very confident in where they are as a franchise and, and closer to to a Super Bowl probably than some national people think. I agree. And the villain, the 8-2 and two finish, the swagger uh, in Green Bay, what was said after the Green Bay win, even with the Lions not going uh, to the playoffs. And guys like Josh Jacobs and Ramsey would make them really relevant on the tough side 
we're ready to win it all. Not just, you know, go 11 and 6 and win the NFC North. We're talking about contend for home field advantage because if you want the quick ticket uh, for the Lions to go to a place they've never been, and that would be the Super Bowl, it would be having home field advantage for every playoff game uh, at Ford Field. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, it, it, it's an attainable goal. I mean, the way they finished that season, they were the best team in the NFC North at the end of the season. You know, records might not show up, but I think you'd be hard pressed to to pick a, a single team in that division that was playing better football than the Detroit Lions were really in the last couple months of the season. Yeah, if you if you went okay, season ended after the Lions beat Green Bay on Sunday night to close out the regular season. You would say, okay, NFC playing better than the Lions. For sure, I'd go Philly, San Francisco. That you know, before Purdy got hurt in the NFC Championship game, I'll just say to end the regular season, those two. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll mark those two down. And then you get to the Cowboys. Okay, by default, I might put the Cowboys there, but that's it. I'd, I'd put the Lions at fourth in the NFC. I really would. I, I mean, I think I'm right there with you. And I, I would maybe argue that Dallas wasn't playing. This right. That's what I go back and forth that they weren't playing that great, yeah. that I might put the Lions, even though, okay, well, the Cowboys beat the Lions. We can play that game. But, you know, I, I might make the Lions third, which means yeah. if you could flip it, you saw what home field advantage meant and the Purdy injury to the Eagles. Man, I, and I heard the, the roar this year, Jeremy, and I know you were at a lot of the games. I think I went to four in person which is the most yeah. I've been to in a while because now you can DVR watch, you know, games, multiple games live. But I had never heard the constant roar like I heard this year or this past fall inside Ford Field. And those fans know it. They feel it. We're seeing young talent. We're looking at things that other teams have had that we're like, why do we have that? Why can't we have that coach? Why can't we have that GM? Why isn't our owner like this? All these, this checklist that has never been completed. And I'm talking, you know, off the field. I'm not talking in between the kickoff and the end of the game. And the Lions are hitting all those marks now and, and watching Jamison Williams for the small glimpse we got of him and even the touchdown called back against Green Bay. And you're like, mm. you know, I, and, and I think, give me Josh Jacobs. Give me Ramsey. Take those two first-rounders, give away a second-rounder to get Ramsey. I agree with you. Maybe even throw in a third or fourth. And you are, you're you set for a five-year window unlike anything we've ever seen in Detroit. I believe that. I, I, you know, it, it, it's hard for me to disagree with you there. And, and you bring up a good point with, with Jameson, too, right? It's almost like the Lions have three first-round picks exactly. going into this year because you, we've only seen the tip of the iceberg there. So, mm. yeah, I, I, there's, there's really no reason to believe that there should be any regression for this team other than maybe bad luck with injuries or something like that. And there's every reason to believe they can take another step with all the off-season resources that they have, with all the young players that are only going to continue to get better, and with how they finish the season. Like It, it really feels like this next season could be special. Hey, man, maybe the next, uh, you know, like I said, this next five-year uh, window because with the NFL, it's going to be not for long because you get salary caps, you get a window when you got young guys before you have to pay them or they get paid uh, elsewhere. But it's really exciting to have an off season like this. You can follow everything Lions, Pride of Detroit, Jeremy Reisman joining us on the Meyer get, uh, guest line. Good stuff, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Jeremy Reisman checking in, and Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. 
Also, if you want to go live with your huge opinions any day between 3 and 6, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Also, comments and opinions welcomed. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're down to their three final home games of the year inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Get your tickets for the final three games at Ticketmaster.com and also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and & Light and & Fit, or Oikos Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to BeanGarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R. T-E-R dot com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but net and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win, every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. Then on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, made with coconut water and real fruit juice for a superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. We invite you to Van Andel Arena for a huge two-game weekend series between the Griffins and Iowa Wild tonight and tomorrow with playoff implications. 
Tonight's $2 beers and $2 dogs. Tomorrow is Star Wars Night, presented by DTE. Get tickets now at GriffinsHockey.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment here during hour number two on a Friday broadcast being heard from the Upper Peninsula down to Southeast Michigan and our longtime affiliate 96.5 The Cave in Adrian. If you want to check out any of our 19 radio stations who carry the show weekdays at three, just go to thehugeshow.net. Free online stream every day, Monday through Friday. At three at the huge show.net and on the iHeart app. Just search the huge show and you can listen live weekdays at three anywhere in America. And if you miss any of my huge opinions, any of our interviews, our hours, or full shows, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search the huge show on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. And always remember, all of our podcasts are free. Big. Bad. Huge.